Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, where right now on HashtagBasketball.com, you can get the best fantasy basketball tools and articles um, all in one spot. Uh, they got one of the best NBA schedule grids out there, along with tools that uh, will take in your Yahoo Fantasy Leagues um, like information and, and calculate how you're doing. That's pretty cool. Uh, also, with uh, playing time trends, that's kind of cool. That's like a, a nice new feature that shows uh, like whose playing time has increased over the last week. Uh, showing trends in different players. I, I find that really useful. And, uh, of course, the great Mark Roberts' projections for the rest of the year. Uh, all that and more at hashtag basketball.com. Go check it out. I'm your host, Mike Katrin. Join me, as always, is my co-host, Tyler Watson. What's up, Tyler? Michael, should we talk about the showdown? Whoa, what's the – is this a new TV show on FX? This will not be a TV show this year, I do not believe. Okay, well, then what's the showdown? Dude, starting today, you and I in the Dynasty League, the battle for first place. Wow, it's it's official. It has begun. Um, I did not know we were were going up against each other. Starting starting, uh, this Monday, November 5th, I'm in first place. By quite a bit, but then I also played the team that has uh, that's that has nobody on it. So, um, not doing too shabby though. Twenty-one and three, Tyler. You're at sixteen and eight. Uh, new team fourteen. Get a get a new name. Dude. Put a put an actual name in there. New team fourteen. You're in second place, and your name is New Team Fourteen. Get the hell out, get the hell out of here. You know who New Team Fourteen is. No, who is it? I can't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not supposed to say. But um, he potentially is someone you know. Oh, oh he so- might might be a sponsor of this show. So uh, <laughs> you know what? You know what? Get a new name, New Team Fourteen. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> That's fair. So- I won't talk too much trash about uh, New Team Fourteen at all. Uh, pretty good. Uh, interesting start to the Dynasty League. Uh, not too much action going on right now, but it's it's still really early. I feel like, in my experience, dynasty leagues uh, get started a little slower. People are a little too timid to start making trades when they're thinking not just this year, but two, three, four years out. Oh, I'm with you there. And um, because everyone didn't pay attention to the rules and spent all their money in the draft, um, it makes trading a little bit more difficult in this league too because you have to trade salaries that basically match up. So you don't have any cap space at all. Finding a trade that matches up perfectly can be somewhat difficult. Yeah, I might or might not have read the rules, and I might or might not have uh, spent all my money. So, um, but I like my team. I think it's 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 a top heavy team, but it's it's in a league this deep. It's gonna it's gonna work out. And the boring uh, redraft league. Going all right. I'm not in last place anymore. I'm in the kind of in the middle of the pack right now. So I, oh, that means you must have had a big win this week, Mike. Is that is that your bragging in the? No big deal. Uh, I, I was a dead last, and now I'm in eleventh. And my my team's just getting healthier. That's all. 
That's it. I I lost for the first time this week because I had some injuries, so I feel your pain, Mike. Yeah, it's going to happen. Um, I think a lot of people, and I get a lot of this feedback from either new players or people, even people who are just kind of interested in fantasy basketball, um, people that I run into who are like, why Why are you into fantasy basketball, not football? And um, I think a lot of the feedback I get from them is like, it's it's too it's too much time like it takes too much time to organize and like manage your team and like to me i i really disagree like i i'll check the teams probably i'll check most of my teams every day because i'm kind of a psychopath but like you probably only need to make roster adjustments twice a week maybe three times a week depending on the week that's about it i mean if you or a person who, like, uh, I mean, in, in your redraft league, right, you limited the pickups to four a week. I mean, h- how often do you really need to check it? I mean, you got to set your lineup on Sundays. And, like, I, I really feel like there's not that much left to do with it. Um, yeah, that's my advice to people is, like, make sure your rules are right. Um, that's that's what I see people missing. Uh, and, and also I, I feel like people who play fantasy basketball, it's kind of, they're new, like they're new to it or they're, they're already kind of freaking out. There are, I, I, I was in last place in the redraft league. I'm not freaking out. It's week three. We're going into week four now. Uh, and we're going to talk about week four here in a little bit, but like, there's a lot of basketball left to play. Oh, no doubt about that. And I mean, you could literally not have a win potentially, even when we're counting like all eight or nine categories in the league. You could potentially not have a win and still win the league. Like, Absolutely. Like, right now, you, like it's, it's getting close though. You might want to start thinking about uh, something else, but uh, doing something about the fact that you don't have a win. Uh, but yeah, you could be you could be in last place in your league right now and and end up in the playoffs, and then anything goes in the playoffs. Right and. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, you got to figure out why your team's in last. You know, if you just had a lot of injuries, did you have the James Harden and the, you know, guys who have been hurt the last few weeks? Or are you last because your team is bad? I mean, obviously, both those are possibilities, and you got to figure out, you know, what you got to do to get back on track. But, I mean, it's could, possible. Could be both. Your team could be bad and injured. So, uh, that would not be great at all. But let's talk about uh, going into week four. Uh, a lot's happened over. The last week or so, it's been uh, once again enough. I feel like this basketball season has been around for um, I would say it feels like a couple months. Well, we and, passed we passed the ten percent mark, so I mean, okay, that's I mean, I guess we're we are moving along. I, I should be a little bit more um, cognizant of the passing of time because it feel it I honestly feels like the NBA has been with us for for a while and it really has only been we haven't hit a month yet right started on the 17th i believe or 16th so i mean we're we're getting we haven't hit three we haven't hit three weeks we've well we've had three weeks this is week four mike join the club true but i'd say we have three calendar weeks like three like actual 21 days has not passed since the starting of the season on tuesday it will though so on tuesday it will um but I think you know a lot has happened, and I think one of the bigger stories over the last week was the Kevin Love uh, being out for four to six weeks having surgery, and uh, we were kind of a uh, while we talked a little bit about this. Uh, now that it's official that he's out four to six weeks, um, I think my advice is to is to move is to move on Kevin Love. Like 
you you got to get rid of him. Like you got to trade him away. We were talking about trading him away in a, an earlier episode, just saying like he's probably doesn't feel like something's something's a little suspicious with the amount of not it like low information we were getting out of Cleveland. And now that we know like he's going to be surgery reevaluated in six weeks, I'm like out on him on the season. Like I'm looking to get rid of him. And this was one of the big reasons I didn't want love in the first place. And I saw some people drafting him in like the twenties or thirties. And to me, I was saying, slow your roll on that pretty much every time, but he was more of a forties or fifties players. We've seen the, the big injuries happen before. We didn't really know what to expect from this Cleveland team. Sure. You could talk yourself into, he was going to be the star and get all these points and whatnot, but isn't it in Cleveland's best interest to trade him away at some point, and he's probably going to go into a similar situation he was in last year um, if he does get traded away. Yeah, I mean, if he's going to be reevaluated in six weeks, then you're looking at probably at least eight weeks before he plays because you got to figure with a foot injury, he's going to have to basically get his conditioning all the way back. So he's probably playing 20 minutes a game in eight weeks. He's probably not playing the full 30 for nine or ten weeks. Like, we're talking most of the regular season. So honestly, like if I'm in a like standard size league and I can't find anyone to trade for him, which I think I could probably trade for someone's bench player for him. Um, I, I might just cut love be, if I don't have an IR spot because he's going to really hurt your team. I think you him. might, I mean, it's going to be, it might be hard to trade love at this point. You are definitely selling at a, at a not great. Um, yeah, but okay. Time, so, but like cutting him feels, feels, feels like you're really like, you could probably get a asset for Kevin love. And that's what I mean. Okay. So I, I, I'll just float the offers out there. Like, Hey, I'm going to move love best offer. You got best offer. You got. And even if I can trade him for, I don't know, name me someone's bench player that you'll offer for Kevin Love, like I'll probably do that deal. Because I feel like holding Kevin Love and missing out on all those games, unless your team is really rock solid, is just not a strategy to win a head-to-head league. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but enough about Kevin Love. I think what that does on the on the actually let's let's talk a little bit more on Cleveland. Uh, any any bumps there? We did talk about this uh, in an earlier podcast, but any any solid bumps there? Uh, Larry Nance looks like he might be just a question mark at this point. And and I talked about this the last time we talked about it, right? That this is Nance's last chance for me, man. If he can't play more than twenty five minutes a night on this Cavs team, I don't think it's ever going to happen. He's already a little bit older, right? Most people think, oh, he's only played three or four years in the league. He's got to be pretty young. He's already 26 years old. Mm-hmm. He's not playing a ton. Like, that's kind of scary. I, this Cavs team is just splitting these minutes so hard that it's really hard to to love anybody. I mean, I'm still on Seti Osman. The rest of this group, I mean, George Hill, I think, is going to be fine for fantasy. You might be able to talk me into Jordan Clarkson as, like, a bench option in a standard league. The rest of it punt i don't really want any of them yeah like, i don't either i mean they're they're probably like, gonna start Hood's gonna score probably right like could will score you 14 15 points a game but do literally nothing else they're probably gonna start moving some of these older guys too so this team is gonna look uh, a lot different here okay uh, so as the season rolls on here's a question for you how many players on this current Cavs team are on the Cavs the next time they make the playoffs? 
the next time they make the playoffs? Yep. The next time they make the playoffs. Yeah, also all I got is make the playoffs. They're not gonna win anything necessarily. They'll just make it. Just make the playoffs. Uh I'm gonna go with zero because the Cavs aren't making the playoffs for the better part of it. Almost a decade is my how I feel. And I'm probably zero. with you there. I you might you might 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 be able to talk me into one. Um just on the sense that they get lucky and fall into an eight seed where they getting a couple number a couple real high picks in a row um in three or four or five years and they got a couple guys who are probably around in three or four or five years. Yeah, I'm still gonna go with zero. Screw the Cavs. Uh couldn't happen to a better franchise. Uh have fun in the gutter. Uh, eat, eat, eat shit. Cle- <laughs> Fuck Cleveland. I'm, I'm, I'm a hater. I'm a hating uh, for everybody today. Um, no one is safe. I'm just gonna be a straight hater. But uh, the one thing I'm not gonna hate, Tyler, is the excellent week four uh, primer that you write for hashtag basketball. Um, you can go, everybody. You go check that out on hashtag basketball.com. Uh, Tyler's weekly article getting you ready for the upcoming week. And we're going to talk about that article. We're going to talk about getting you ready for this upcoming week. Uh, and I want, I want to start with where we always start with the schedule. Uh, Ty- Tyler, this is a, a much better schedule for the streamers out there than usual, right? Well, so far this season, we haven't really seen the schedule you want to see to take advantage of streaming. And by that, I mean this: the games have been spread out relatively evenly, where like pretty much every day there had been six, seven, eight, nine games. So everybody kind of has the chance to stream. And so it's a little bit harder to get um, an advantage in that type of situation. Whereas this week, we've got a little bit more advantageous schedule. Um, so first we'll look for, for weekly leagues. So if you're just looking for like a, a pickup or two this week, um, only 11 teams play four games. There's 18 teams with three games and the Spurs only have two games for the week. Uh, in a standard league, I probably would not have any Spur in my starting lineup. That includes DeMar DeRozan. I just feel like you probably find a better four game option out there to stream in to get the stats for DeRozan. Yeah, and let's uh and let's be clear like we're talking about weekly lock leagues. Uh I'm still going to I'm still going to throw in DeMar and and LaMarcus in their starts on uh on Wednesday and it looks like uh, Saturday. But Wednesday and Saturday are the busy are the busy days. There's 10 games both of right. those days. Yeah, so if you have a daily lineup, obviously you're still going to throw them in there cuz they're probably one of your four or five best players. You know what I mean? Um, So yeah, but in a weekly lock league, I would probably sit both. I would probably sit any spur I had. And then we'll talk about like the schedule for daily leagues. You mentioned it Wednesday and Saturday, both have 10 games. So you're probably not streaming those two days. Monday also has nine games. So that's going to be a difficult stream. The other days are a little bit lighter. They have streaming options and you got to be the first one to take advantage of this. So this article could be really helpful for some people who can, you know, look today, get the pickup for Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Sunday, and really maximize their games this week and win them their their week. Yeah, there's kind of a a nice cadence to the streaming going on uh, this week. And I I don't know if you uh, wrote this in mind. I feel like this is kind of minor news, but we should talk about it. Tyson Chandler going to uh is being bought out by the Suns sounds like he is going to be picked up by the Lakers another blown chance to send Robin Lopez to the Lakers 
Uh, a very poor move by the Chicago Bulls to not try to trade him. But uh, Chandler leaving the Suns does uh, open up a little playing time on that roster. Uh, are you taking that into account at all this week? Do you think that, that moves the needle anywhere? Not really, because Chandler wasn't playing that much. Plus, Chandler's probably best suited as a five. And, I mean, what are they going to do? Give a couple more minutes to Aiton, maybe play Ryan Anderson as a five a little bit. Like, I mean, the options getting those minutes aren't sounding super nice. Now, obviously, they could uh, use it to alleviate their kind of wing-long jam slightly. But how many – I mean, what, what's been killing the Lakers and why do they want Tyson Chandler? They don't have a big man, right? They don't have a backup whoa, big man whoa, after JaVale. McGee, bro. After JaVale, they don't have a backup big man. That's where That's they've been getting – like, if you've been watching the Lakers games, they are getting absolutely roasted when JaVale's off the floor because yes. they don't have anyone to guard anyone who's big. Like, Serge Ibaka crushed them tonight. Um, So I think that Tyson Chandler will be a good fit there and actually will probably play some decent he, minutes. He'll so, be a better fit, right? But, like, he'll uh, – he's looking – he's still looking pretty old. He was only playing about 13 – minutes in phoenix uh hey man. he'll play more he'll play more in la though rebound streamer right there bro he always gets the boards does that hurt javel's uh overall value i don't think so man they need javel to play that 20 25 26 minutes and in that value he's gonna be standard league yeah i actually think uh for deep deep leagues like maybe richard holmes on the Suns gets a you know maybe a bump from you know six or seven minutes to you just uh, call him Richard. What is his name? Dumb name. His name is Rashawn Holmes. Oh, Rashawn Holmes. Who am I thinking of? Richard Holmes. I don't know. John Holmes. It's his his brother Richard Holmes. Is, uh, I think a porn. It might be a porn star, Richard Holmes. <laughs> no, that's John Holmes, dude. He's like John never, Holmes. Let's Dick not Holmes. let's not let's not tie down to this path. All right, we don't need to go and talk about famous Holmes, but uh, Rashard Holmes. Rashawn, whatever. What is? I don't care what his name is. Everybody knows who he is. <laughs> I don't care about. Never mind. Don't pick him up. He's terrible. <laughs> I can't even can't even think of his name. Um, Rashawn Holmes. There you go. You got it. Perhaps a little bit of a bump there in big big leagues, but uh, standard leagues. Let's not worry about that. But let's talk about some of the the potential uh, great streamers. That we got, especially for those weekly lock leagues, uh, that we got out there on the waiver wire. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a shot. Frank Nilakina. Oh, look at that! You got it, Frankie Nicotine. I can't get Richard Holmes, whatever his dumb name is. But I can get Frankie Nicotine. Um, still only owned in about 23% of leagues. These are based on Yahoo's because ESPN literally might be broken. Like the the, the site might be broken. So. You ready for the greatness of the Knicks schedule this week, too? This is not part of the article. Um, Teams they play. You ready? Bulls, Hawks, Magic, and then the Raptors. So they got three pretty soft matchups, three pretty bad defensive teams, and we all know that they're obviously not great, so they could be some shootouts. Frank could get a lot of minutes, and he's been producing some stats that are kind of – Standard league valuable, right? The steals and the assists. He's making some three-pointers. Over the four games, he could be a pretty strong add this week. Win you steals and assists probably, help you out in some threes. He's not going to do a ton in some of the other categories. Like, he's not scoring a lot. Um, the percentages have been relatively poor. But 
Um, we're talking about swaying two or three or four categories. Frankie Nilakina could do it this week. That is, I mean, that is a really good point to to take a look at that, not just at the amount of games that those guys are playing, but the amount of uh, or the, the the quality of the the guys that they're the, the teams that they're playing against, and that is a murderer's row of of crap. Uh, that they're playing against other than the Toronto Raptors. So, yeah, the Knicks could be looking at um, a very, very impressive uh, uh, point total, possession total. The pace is going to be up in those games. And uh, I, I like I like Frankie Smokes as, uh, as, as an ad there. It's a pretty good one. Yeah, and here's the other thing, too. Like, the, okay, the names – when you switch over and use Yahoo, okay, you're not going to get any of those. We talked about Robert Covington last week being like 20% owned in ESPN leagues. Like Yahoo's ownership percentages seem a lot better. So you're not going to get like any of those top 50 players that are on the waiver wire. So these should be people who are on your wires. I mean, he's 23% owned in Yahoo leagues. He should be on your wire in most standard leagues. You could pick this guy up, you know, swing two categories. You only had to be ahead in three other categories to begin with. You swing those two, boom, you win your week. Yeah, and I mean, he's gotten a couple seven assist games there, like you're saying. Uh, good for a steal or two. And well, he averaged one point three steals a game last year in less minutes, so he's yeah. playing more minutes now. He could get a steal and a half a game, man. That's a <laughs> that's a strong amount, right? It is, uh, and, and, and who knows with against this kind of like mediocre, yeah. Uh, 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 opponents, he might have himself like a, a a nice game, like he had against Brooklyn. Couldn't you see him like getting three or four steals against Trey Young alone? Oh yeah, or <laughs> Cameron Payne, he might get six or seven. You know what I mean? So um, it could be a real strong week for Frank, especially in that steal category. Something to watch. It is uh, keep an eye out for that. Let's talk about somebody else who's on this uh, this list here. Uh, Tyler, is there anybody who's who sticks out here? Someone you you're really surprised people haven't picked up yet? Um, the guy who would stick out the most, and this might surprise you even, is is Terrence Ross. Okay, um, I think everyone kind of forgot about Terrence Ross after his injury plague season last year, and Terrence Ross is doing Terrence Ross things for the yeah. Magic now, and. I think he's going to give you some solid points. He's going to give you steals. He's going to give you three pointers. He's five percent owned in ES or in Yahoo leagues. That's so a little he, too low per per game value right now. Terrence Ross playing twenty four minutes a game and ranked in a in a per game nine cat uh, league would be one hundred and twenty one. So, so yeah, so ownable in a standard league. Yeah, barely and, ownable. And so I think he's got four games this week. He could help you a lot in those three categories. He's a guy I'd be looking to pick up. Yeah, even shooting a, a 30, 39% from the field, which is just piss poor, um, still producing enough to sneak in to the bottom of a And here's his matchups for this week. So you, you were talking about – we talked about those for the Knicks. Cleveland, Washington, New York, and Detroit. Oof. Right, wow. Not, Washington is is falling apart out there. Right, and so you're talking three pretty easy matchups, and then Detroit, who doesn't scare you a whole ton. No, you know what I mean they're probably middle they're of the playing pack. all right, but I'm not. They're probably middle, middle of the pack though than like a Toronto team, right? Where we talked about with Milikina, where 
I mean, obviously Toronto's at the upper end of the spectrum, maybe one of the better defensive teams in the league. I think Detroit's more middle of the pack. So you got three pretty bads in the middle of the pack there. Um, I like the matches for Orlando. Let's talk, let's go back to uh, let's go back to the Knicks because I, I forgot. I, uh, and this guy is on your list. He is owned in what twenty, towards twenty four percent of leagues. But Mitchell Robinson uh, just uh, has been starting over the last five games, but over the last two games has played thirty four minutes and then twenty seven minutes. Is this uh, the Knicks just being like, all right, Mitchell Robinson's? the real deal or is is this kind of a uh a fluke and Enos Cantor's job is safe well here's the thing so they've been starting Robinson and Vonley together yep. that's been four games now I believe uh, maybe you can fact check that for me um okay I'll, I'll take a look but in the first two he only or at least in the first one he only played like 18 minutes it was a small minute total even though he started um and then they played the Mavericks, and they blew the Mavericks out, and they played kind of out of their mind in that game. And Mitchell Robinson was owning DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, it was it was crazy. And then that that obviously was two games ago, and that uh, kind of bumped his minutes for the the last game that he had. Um, and so after that game against the Mavericks, the coach said that Robinson was basically going to stick in the starting lineup, and he liked a lot of things that he saw. Robinson only made the list about halfway down because we've seen those couple games where he started and didn't play a ton. But if you're telling me, and then it mentions this in the article, he's got a good per minute steal, block, rebound. All three of those categories are looking strong. Tell me he's going to get 25, maybe even 30 minutes a game. Could be talking about an, an ad to definitely win those three categories, and maybe even somebody you want to hold if he's if he's playing those starters minutes because he could be potentially fairly elite in those three categories given thirty two minutes a game, which I'm not sure that he's going to get quite yet. But yeah, in off- fact, out of everybody on this list that you have here in the top ten uh, pickups for the week, this is the one that I think is like the the uh, Mitchell Roberts is probably the guy I'm going to pick up and, and and take a flyer on first. Simply because you know the the block stats are rare, uh, the rebound stats are also hard to come by, and there's some potential here that we could be just seeing the rotation switch. Uh, he's still young; it could switch back. He could get in foul trouble pretty easily. Like there's a lot of ifs here, but someone with his, uh, I guess, fantasy category, like uh, the the ability to produce these fantasy stats here, is worth. I'd say taking a flyer on, holding on to, seeing what happens. Hey, my my remembering the game logs was pretty good. Four yeah. starts, he had he actually had twenty nine in that first one against Golden State, which I missed. Then he had fifteen, seventeen. Then he had the thirty four against Dallas. Um, yeah, Noah Vonley started with him as well. You were right about that. And uh, Noah Vonley had a great game against Indiana. Uh, but here's uh, Enos Cantor in those uh, non starts. Still playing roughly 24, 23, 24 minutes per game. And I looked this up for somebody. Uh, a couple years ago, he played 21 minutes a game. Do you remember what he was ranked in total values, Mike? I'm going to guess he was like 80 or 70. He's he like, was 67. That's incredible. I mean, Enos, like that's where people are panicking on Enos Cantor uh, getting out of the starting lineup. Well, yeah, no, Enos Cantor's not going to – if he's not going to play like 35 minutes a game, he's probably not going to be like 22 and 14. 
But here in 24 minutes uh, against Washington, Enos Cantor had 18 points and 12 rebounds. Yeah, and we've talked about this a lot. That I mean, even last year, how many minutes per game did Cantor play? Mm, last year, just 25, but 26. Yep. And he's playing the actually the exact same amount right now, which is weird. But um, Cantor has – and throughout Cantor's career, other than last year, he never started. He never started. No. Yeah, I mean, he was always kind of a bench player. He got paid, so they started him, you know, all that stuff. But listen, man, he's going to be good. He's going to give you the categories you need. He's real good in both percentages, which is rare. He's going to give you real good rebounds. He's going to give you points. He's never going to give you steals and blocks. The assists are probably not going to stick around. He's probably going to be closer to one assist a game. But he's Enos Cantor, man. He does what he does, and he's going to do it. And I still think he's going to play around 25 minutes, which is what I thought going into the season. So nothing really changed for me as far as Enos Cantor goes with this starting lineup. Yeah, I'm with you. It's it's uh it's sad that you know the the, the those high minutes aren't going to like bump up his value, and then you can move him for maybe a better player or whatever. But like Enos Cantor is still going to give you great percentages and do the things that he does uh, very very well. Uh, go out and check out the rest of these top 10 potential pickups. They are there's some pretty good ones out there. Uh, a couple of surprise names on there uh, being basically all these guys are below uh, 30. Well, no, one guy's somehow uh, almost in 50% of leagues, but everybody is under 50% of leagues. I can't believe Terrence Ross, Ross is only in uh, picked up in 5% of leagues. Yeah, especially when you see some of the other guys who are owned in a lot more than 5% of leagues and you're going like, you're owning this guy over Terrence Ross? Like, this guy's barely even playing. Yeah, that's really, it's really, really strange. I, I just don't understand that people always overvalue their own players. It happens every year, and it happens, I do it too. Everybody's well, and guilty of that, but you got to know if a guy's not playing, he's got he's got to go. Well, it's just crazy to me, like, how fast we forget somebody. Like, Terrence Ross was definitely streamable for, like, three years in a row there. Yeah, I mean, like, he wasn't really somebody you'd hold in a standard league, but, like, you definitely stream him on the days where you needed some extra stats, and then, like, now just nobody wants him. And I get that Orlando team doesn't get a lot of publicity and all that, but just crazy to me that he's, like, completely forgotten. I agree. Uh, let's talk about some of the prime uh, streaming spots here. Uh, the lowest total amount of games will be the Tuesday-Thursday matchups. There are only four games each one of those days. So getting a, a good stream here on Tuesday, Thursday is pretty important. Uh, who, who do you got out there as a recommendation for streaming on Tuesday, Thursday? So we're going to look at the teams, right? We got Portland, we got Phoenix, we got Milwaukee. Um, Portland, we talked about those guys a lot last week because they had the five games. You got Aminu, you got Zach Collins, you got Evan Turner, you got Stauskas and Curry if you just won three-pointers. Um for me, probably the guy I'm picking up the most is Alfaruk Aminu. I know Zach Collins is almost owned in 50% of leagues, but I just look at that stat line and just think to myself, man, like so many of those numbers seem so unsustainable. And so I'm going to go for Aminu because I know he's going to give me rebounds and steals. And if those are two categories I'm trying to sway and win, that's a great pickup. Uh, the other good pickup is Josh Jackson, right? We could see him get a little more minutes now maybe with Tyson Chandler out of the picture. Yeah. Um, he has really good steal and block numbers per minute. 
and he can do a little other things. And there's every once in a while where he kind of tries to take over and score a lot of points, although that can hurt your field goal percentage quite a bit. Um, so those are probably the two guys I'm looking at the most. And then Zach Collins will probably be a third and Evan Turner would probably be a fourth. Um, the Bucks don't have great, great streaming options. You can I like stream- Ilias over there as a streamer if you're looking for threes and rebounds. Yeah. Um, he's fine. He's going to be good. And, and obviously you got John Henson still averaging over a block a game. Um, if you definitely need blocks, he would be the best streamer um, there probably. All right. The other two uh, interesting, cause these are not like, you know, Monday, you know, Monday, Tuesday or Wednesday, Thursday, like you're going to be full on the main days. These are the weird days. Friday, Sunday it, it, to me is an interesting, uh, a lot of teams uh, or enough teams have a, a game Friday and Sunday for you to get the, that extra game. Here's um, the here's the cool thing, too. Um, so if you pick up a guy playing for the Hornets, the Hawks, or the Nuggets, okay, you can get Friday, Sunday. Then Monday is another nine-game day. Monday of week five, we're talking. Yeah. And those guys all play again on Tuesday. So you could potentially not only help yourself for the, the end of week four, but then you get a nice little pickup for the end of week five without having to use one of your pickups if your pickups are real limited. Pretty and that's actually really huge. Uh, a lot of people do pay attention to like, okay, I need to pick up a guy to, to play on Tuesday, and, I need, and it would be good if I picked up a guy who could play on Tuesday and can play on Thursday because we have a pickup limit because we're not idiots and allowing people to pick, pick up and drop people every single day, like thirty people a day. That's a bad way to to arrange your league, but a lot of people don't think, oh, I can pick up a guy who can play Thursday and Saturday. And I can get an extra game on Monday next week and not waste one of my pickups. So there's and the the there's some decent pickups, yeah. but it's hard to figure out this Charlotte team. I'll just say it. Right? That's like it's, for, they've been all over the place. Well, and here's the thing that's limiting their fantasy value is so many of those guys play like eighteen to twenty minutes every game. Right, you got Lamb, you got Monk, you got Zeller, you got Gilchrist, you got Marvin Williams. It's like every game they're like somewhere between like eighteen and twenty-two minutes, all of them. And so they're just splitting the minutes so much that it's hard to like latch onto one guy and be like, this is definitely the guy I want. Um, the matchups play a little bit of factor in that, but like even still, like they just keep playing all these guys kind of real spread out minutes. So you can look at any of those guys if you need the stats they provide. Like Zeller's probably going to give you like six rebounds and maybe close to a block a game. Lamb will give you points. Monk will give you some good points, even though they're not playing a ton. Gilchrist has given you like six rebounds a game. And we've seen in the past, he can be like a steal and a block guy, even in like 24, 25 minutes a game. I don't know, man. You never know about those steals and blocks from Gilchrist though. Cause we've seen other seasons where he's been like 0.6 and 0.6. Yeah, he seems to fall off. He's not consistent at all. Yeah, so that that gets crazy. Now the Hawks are an interesting team because they got Len, who should keep playing because John Collins probably going to be out still. Yeah, he's, uh, it doesn't look like John Collins is coming back this week. That's at least as far as I've seen. Uh, and we've always said Alex Lynn is a very good fantasy player when he plays uh, closer to that uh, twenty-five to thirty-minute range, and he's proving that once again. And then the the guy that maybe you want to scoop, and the last two games have been real good, is one of your favorite players, Mike, Mister Jeremy Lynn. This was my uh, – he was my pick to take in the very last round. And I did take him in the very last round in quite a few drafts. And very disappointing. I probably dropped him in most of those leagues. But here he is uh, ha- having a few 
games, playing 23 minutes, scoring, getting some assists, uh, getting a steal. So uh, he, he could be – maybe they, they'll rely on him a little bit more, though uh, last night he only played about 16 minutes against Miami. Yeah, and that Hawks team is just a little bit difficult to figure out too because, like, he comes off the bench and some days he's looking good and other days he's not. And Yeah, you kind of wish, like, you you figure a guy like Jeremy Lin would actually play a lot more here. And you were right 100% leading into the season uh, when you uh, did some some scouting for the podcast down in Atlanta showing all the Trey Young uh, flyers, banners, posters all over the city of Atlanta. And uh, they've definitely featured Trey Young. Like they're not, they're not doing anything else other than featuring Trey Young. Yeah. So, Lynn's kind of maybe a home run shot here, and and maybe we'll see because this is toward the end of the week. We're talking, you know, maybe we get an injury to somebody there and opens up some more minutes for Lynn. Um, but Lynn's probably the guy I'm, I'm picking up in most of my leagues. Um, over ten and a half points a game. Almost six rebounds, 1.3 blocks, 54% shooting from the field in 23 and a half minutes. Those are all numbers that are very sustainable for him. So obviously that's not like blowing you away or anything, but we're talking three games out of one pickup for that value. You know, you're talking 20 points. You're talking 30 points. You're talking 18 rebounds. You're talking 3.9 blocks, almost four blocks. Maybe winning you, you know, those categories. So. Yeah, absolutely. And looking ahead to next week, like you already said, the Hornets and the Hawks are good teams to to kind of uh, scope out if you want to get something, uh, a little bit of a Sunday, Tuesday kind of stream. And uh, the Magic have a Friday, um, Sunday, Monday. So uh, you got Friday, Sunday, and Monday for the Orlando and Friday, Sunday, Tuesday for Charlotte and Atlanta, along with the Rockets and Nuggets. So a lot of options here to get you some extra games going into next week. A very good, very good streaming week. Yeah, and uh, obviously for Orlando, we talked a little bit about them. We talked a little bit about Terrence Ross. Um, the other guy would probably be DJ Augustine if you're looking for assists. Um, he's getting somewhere in that four to four and a half assists per game range. So you're talking three games out of that. Um, pretty healthy assist total there. Very solid. Uh, so good luck this week going into week four, unless you are Tyler playing me in the Dynasty League or uh, whoever is playing me in the Redraft League. It looks like Renegades of Hoops. Dude, That's Hard- Harden's That's back now, man. You're in trouble in that Dynasty League. Harden's um, back. Jimmy's having a big week this week. I can feel it. Pacers no, they're going to sit Jimmy out half the games this week, hopefully. Dude, no way. They play the Pacers twice. He's he's dominating the Pacers. He's dominating Westbrook and the Thunder. He's dominating the Spurs. Feeling a big, big, big week for Jimmy. He does uh, hate the Pacers, and so do I. Um, I, re- I respect that about Jimmy Butler. I respect a lot of things about Jimmy Butler. He is the best. Um, I was talking the- about Jimmy Harden, but okay, Jimmy Butler too. Maybe he'll, maybe maybe he'll do some crazy stuff. They play know. the Lakers this week, and the Lakers they're not looking like a good defensive team. Old Jimmy no, Butler. they are. They are trash, the Lakers. They're not very good at all. Um, yeah, there's only one Jimmy. It's Jimmy Butler, my friend. Um, and then I also hope Renegades of Hoops, you have a bad week as well. But other than that, everybody else, good luck on week four. If you like what you guys are hearing so far, reach out to us. Let us know. Give us some feedback on the show. You can find me at Watch the Boxes. You can find Tyler at Tyler P. Watts. That's W-A-T-T. S on Twitter. We are open to suggestions that this is the kind of stuff we're going to be putting out 
talk about this primer. We're going to be talking about hot pickups and drops and, uh, you know, buy low, sell highs every single week. Moving forward throughout the season, we're going to do some mailbags, and we might throw some other shows in there here, uh, maybe some Dynasty shows. Whatever you guys want, we're going to do. So throw us some feedback on Twitter or leave us feedback uh, on and rate and review us on whatever you are listening to this currently. And if you really want to get in touch with us and want to have a, a help sponsor the show and be a subscriber to our Patreon, go check out patreon.com slash watching the boxes shout out to all our patreon subscribers out there you guys are all the best and you help us um basically keep this nonsense moving forward and we really really appreciate that and we've also been able to interact with our patreons and that's helped us uh you know adjust the content of the show and uh give us uh, the ability to um provide the information you guys need so shout out to patreon subscribers over on patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Tyler, do you have anything else to plug? No, man, that's it. Beautiful. All right, everybody take it easy. Have a good one and we'll see you soon. Thanks everybody.